Hey, welcome to my basement, everybody. My pal Scott Jones is here. Hey, Victor Lucas, I know you got a new coffee maker for Christmas. Can you yeah. run upstairs and uh, make me a double espresso? Notice how I said espresso and not expresso. Well, <laughs> it, it takes a little while at home, so we'd have like 10 minutes of uh, you just talking. Do you want Can your mom do it? Oh, uh, sure. Hey, mom, we need an espresso. Mom! <laughs> Okay, we'll just hang out here. She'll be down in a bit. All right, well, listen, I uh, just got an email sitting here in my inbox. I just want to read the subject line to okay, you. Okay. Brace yourself. Put okay. on your seatbelts, everybody. Okay. Konami announces first downloadable content for Silent Hill Book of Memories. Whoa, whoa. Stop the presses. What was that game? Also sitting on our desk, Tiger Woods Tour 14. Yeah. What is fucking happening to our industry, my friend? I'll tell you what, the one shining beacon of hope is Bioshock Infinite. Steve Tilly and Raju Mudar are currently playing this game to yes. death, and they yes. are going to be weighing in with their review very shortly. Not here on the show. No. You're going to have to tune into reviews for that. Through our television program. Now, listen, I want to talk about Bioshock Infinite for a minute okay. for lots of reasons. Okay. But I have decided that this is kind of like Groundhog Day for our industry. Like, Bioshock Infinite is coming out of its hole. If it sees its shadow, the whole industry goes back into its hole I like for another analogy. six years. I like this. I'm a little worried. What do you think? Uh, I think that the, the game has had a, uh, a very storied, uh, troubling development I've cycle. I've heard it short. Uh, I think that there's been a lot of consternation with uh, Ken Levine's, uh, you know, supervision of the game, and he's a perfectionist, and he's a visionary, and he really likes things to go his way. And I, I heard he was drunk for the whole development <laughs> process. I'm pretty sure that drunk wasn't happening, <laughs> but I think he, he stopped production a couple of times in different directions and started over again, and there's been some people that have left, and I can't imagine a game with that much uh, pressure um, that really was built, like, I mean, they used engine tech, I'm sure, and they used some sort of design fundamentals, but they started over. So this was yeah. like a new game, new ideas, T new concepts. were upended. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I can't imagine the pressure that that team has had uh, to build this thing. And every time they've shown it, every we're trailer. We're waiting, man. We're watching the chimney. What color is the smoke going to be? I know. I, I mean, I have faith, man. Ken has not made a bad game. He's a very, very, uh, you know, caring developer he really wants mm -hmm. to put amazing stuff into this world and i think bioshock infinite i haven't played a second of it but i think it's going to be incredible now he there was a funny thing that happened in the studio today we'll have maybe later on we'll talk about more bioshock infinite but uh we were shooting uh, ep daily yeah you've heard of that show right yeah that's uh that's on every day yeah it's daily EP daily that's yeah. right yeah so I noticed that one of our uh, producers over in the corner as we were about to shoot let out a big yawn. <laughs> and I remarked on it because, you know, I'm still kind of new on camera. And, you know, as you can see, I'm still kind of green. But I just said, uh, oh, that's uh, thanks for that uh, yawn over there. Uh, his name's his name's Blake. Can I say his name? Sure, you can say his name. His name is Blake. He, he lets out big yawns. He let out a big yawn. He's like, oh, hey, we, we, he's here at 5.30 in the morning collecting news and getting all of the stuff ready he writes everything i know but when you're in the studio it is kind of a sacred place well, we don't bring any bad news into the studio we don't bring any bad moods into the studio i tried to turn things around right away i said it was the yawn of encouragement the yawn of encouragement and yes. then you made the very funny observation that that was what what did you say I th that should be one of the things that you find in the 16-bit zelda the yeah. yawn, the, 
Yawn of encouragement. I feel like, and I said, I feel like we unlock that in the multiplayer of God of War Ascension. <laughs> the Cloak of Boreas. You're so good! Athena, I have the, the yawn of encouragement! That kind of describes both God of War and Gears of War this March Ooh, I a know. little bit. There seems to be a pox on the uh, putting bit, war at the end of your game at this point. They're a bit of a yawn of encouragement. I mean, they are exactly what you think they're going to be. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's what they are, you know? It's kind of, like, it's it just, it, you know, both games, yeah, they're kind of just, they just feel like a collective sigh from here, both teams. And those are go. big teams, too. Here, the, I mean, they're not bad games. They're both really good no, games. there's nothing but, wrong with them. They're just, just like, let's try to break some new ground somewhere, guys. They're, they're, and they're just stacked up against this amazing pedigree and all of these awesome other releases. Tons of expectations. Yeah, yeah the, both games feel kind of like a victory lap, yeah. right? Totally. And, and uh, you know, somewhat deserved victory lap, but this we're in no mood for victory laps at this point in the industry's history. We need more victory. We don't need victory laps. Well, we're uh, this is going to air before the review airs, so I don't want to talk about it. But we're playing a, a game right now that I'm thoroughly enjoying. Bioshock Infinite? No, we haven't got that yet. But uh, it is not a victory lap. It is a nice surprise. And uh, really, I think it's just okay. I really like it. All right, I'm really charmed Your standards by standards are very high. And, I, <laughs> and your cynicism is at its peak. <laughs> yes, I am peaking and crying right now. <laughs> no, but I'm really, really enjoying it. It is a nice, um, a nice addition to this very, very busy March. And I can't wait to talk about so it. So the Game the Developers Conference is happening uh, next weekend. Yep. So every nerd in the industry is currently soaring towards That's uh, why San we're not Francisco. going, because we're not we're nerds. Not, we're out. We're, yeah. we're above and beyond. We elevated. We are uh, level 50 geeks now. That's right. <laughs> so that's happening. And what else is going on right now? Um, well, the uh, Canadian Video Game Awards are uh, coming up very quick. Are they? Who's hosting that thing this year? That's uh, Elias Tufexis, who yeah. uh, was the voice of Adam Jensen. And... Uh, um, you know, I think we, Did he also played Tommy Tallarico in the old. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he was the old Tommy Tallarico character. Tommy Tallarico on yeah, that show, yeah, yeah, I wrote that character, and Elias uh, uh, got the script. He said, "I can't do this. This is crazy." <laughs> but then, you know what? He stepped up. Yeah, he, he's pretty good. He's talented. Going to play a diminutive uh, Italian man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> With lots of loud things to say. Keep it coming. <laughs> Keep it coming. I can't wait so for these Tommy phone calls. So is Tommy going to be at the CVAs? Everyone wants to know. Uh, Tommy, uh, well, I, unless he's coming and, and hasn't told me, he's not going to be there this year. But we no. are, we do have a lot of really cool guests coming. What if, what if he finds a golden ticket inside one of your Wonka bars? <laughs> <laughs> then, then absolutely, he will be here. He will be here. I don't know why I'm cracking myself up today. There's nothing, nothing funny, remotely funny about what I'm saying. Um, Wonka bars are funny. It's hard not to laugh when you say that. <laughs> I know. If you're feeling down, just say the term Wonka bar to yourself. You'll feel a lot better. Hey, listen, I think someone's at the door. Oh, let me check. Who's that? Holy shit, Vic, it's Elias. Oh, my God, we were just talking about you, man. What a coincidence. Wow, you, that's amazing. Did you fly out to Vancouver just to hang out with us in the basement? Yeah, yeah, uh, and I'm... Uh, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, that, that's that's like a four-day-old fart. I apologize. Yeah, and those, and those things stay in the pocket. That was a God of War Ascension fart from last week when you were reviewing it. Yeah. Still in the cushions. Yeah. We, hey, we try to fumigate. Elias, I know that you guys, uh, all you voice actors, you guys are always getting together for your conventions and stuff. Have you ever met the guy who does the voice of Kratos? No, I have not. No, I don't even know who it is. Do you uh, know who it is? It's TC something. I forget his last name. I, mean, uh, I haven't no. met him. He does a great, great job. Can you do Kratos, Elias? 
No, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't do requests no, of other characters. Just dog and pony show I'm here. Just, I'm just wondering. Hey, I'm just this? wondering. Hey, hey. <laughs> I know who you can do. Adam Jensen from Deus Ex: Human Revolution, one of the coolest games ever made, and also a CVA award winner. And uh, you are this year's host for the CVAs. Yeah. Uh, how does that feel? I Pretty good. That's actually how I lead my resume now. CVA award-winning actor. <laughs> Elias and everybody goes, what the hell is that? What is a CVA? <laughs> but then I have to explain it to them, and then I get to like talk about that I'm hosting, and then they think I'm cool. So um, last year you were you attended the CVAs. Am I correct? Do I remember? Am I remember? That's all yeah. a blur because I'm, I'm you know I'm, we've a, done, we've I'm done on TV, so then. I do lots of drugs. <laughs> yeah, so yeah I, I was there, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so how did you go from merely attending the awards and handing out an award to hosting the whole thing? Because I'm sure some other potential attendees are going to be listening, and they're going to want to know how to ascend. What the, the steps are? Yeah, what are the steps? It's uh, a lot of kissing uh, Victor's ass, things like that. Uh, I, I think it's just being awesome and cool <laughs> and having a very hot wife that you bring to the uh, to the awards oh, as well. Oh, that's not cool. That helps. That yeah. helps. It does really help. No, these two, they shone on the on the carpet and on the stage. They were they awesome. Sean. Sean? They shone? Sean, isn't it? They shone on you, crazy diamond? <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's not most shine. Sean, Sean is the <laughs> uh, past two, tense. Those two shine on the, on the red they carpet. Sh shone. They shone. They shine. Is it shown? Uh, is it shown or shine? That's shine. Not, I don't believe shown is a word. S-H-O-N-E. I've been Sean. wandering the globe like I'm in a kung fu movie for many decades. I've never heard everyone, that. Everyone. Shown. Everyone. Stop what you're doing. Consult your dictionaries. <laughs> That's what this show is all about. <laughs> no, but we are we are absolutely floored that you're going to be our host this year. We can't wait to have you uh, up on stage. Was Elias your first choice? Yeah, absolutely. I was, you don't have to lie. No, I was thinking about him sure? last year. Okay. Absolutely. As I'm tracking forward, I'm thinking of who's going to be in these things to, down the road for sure. So he's already thinking about who's hosting next year. That's uh, not well, we're, you're, you, you know, through you and through some other uh, uh, call outs that we've done for uh, presenters this year, we actually have some really cool people that I've never met before coming. Uh, and who knows, maybe one of them might be a, uh, a, ho a host down the road. You know what's amazing is just how many people from Canada are involved in games at every single level. Like so many of these voice actors. I, I had no idea until we had Jennifer Hale out here last year that she was Canadian, but she's Canadian and Mark yeah. Mir is Canadian. And they both played the, you know, Commander Shepard in uh, in uh, Mass Effect. And, you know, uh, you, Neil Napier, who we're going to be meeting pretty soon, Eric Johnson, Mark Mando, uh, incredible performers, man. Michael Mando. Is yeah, Michael, Michael Mando. Mando. Yeah. Yeah, they're all, they're all, actually, you know, it's funny, Mando's never actually done any voice work. It's all been um, performance captured. That's where video games are going now. It's to the point where, like with Splinter Cell Blacklist, I spent less time in... I think I spent about two days in the studio actually recording my voice and the rest was all done on a mocap stage. We're talking a year of gaming. That's awesome. It's crazy. How it's you crazy your, way it's going. How do you get your, I don't, I, I know this is probably a trade secret, but how do you get your voice to sound like this? Because it's incredible. Like, <laughs> what a voice on this guy. I thought Vic had a voice, but listen to this guy. No, Vic has a very cool, like, radio host voice. Mine, like, I lose jobs because of my voice. Actually, no, I get, I get, I get jobs because if they need this kind of voice. But if I'm trying to 
sell like uh, McDonald's or something, they never hire me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're going to scare them away. Have a Big Mac. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think a lot of our crowd's going to know you from uh, games, but you are, you're in front of the camera all the time and you've done a lot of voice work for commercials and stuff like that. What are, what are some of the commercials that you've done that people might recognize? Uh, commercial, I've done, I'm the voice of uh, the, the new Yellow Pages. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty much it. It's very funny. If you go on YouTube and you look up my name in Yellow Pages ad, you'll see that somebody posted it and you'll see probably 600 comments and they're all things like, is this the new Deus Ex DLC? Is this, um, it's very funny. I showed, I actually went and did another one a couple of days ago and I showed the producers and they couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's every comment on it was all somebody saying about Adam Jensen or oh, that's so awesome. it's like a it's like a blessing and a curse. It's it's amazing because you've crossed you know, over, per- man. Yeah, I mean, I'm hosting the CVAs, but and then on the other end of it, it's every now and again they're like, I don't want this to be associated with a very violent video game. Right? No, you know what though, bro? Like it, it, it's uh, did you just call him bro. I, I did. Can I call we're, you bro? We're buddies. We're buddies. I, I think it's okay. How about I call yeah, you bro every once. How about bra? No, I don't. I don't say bra. <laughs> Uh, the um, the fact that people have associated you and your face and your performance with that character is a very rare thing. There are so many characters in the history of games that are voiced by actors that we never get to know. And, uh, you know, lots of forgettable voice actors or voice performances in tons of games out there. So it's a big deal that people, uh, you know, isolated your performance, uh, recognized that it was different and cool. And it's added to, uh, you know, people knowing who you are as well. It's very cool. And, and entirely unexpected. When yeah. I did the game, I was just, I thought, this is one of the 50 games that I've, uh, I've done work on. And suddenly when the game came out, and when that, when that trailer hit, when that first uh, trailer hit, I think it was at E3, and then uh, all of a sudden people were commenting specifically about the voice and my character, and then it just kind of exploded from there. I completely wasn't expecting it. That's awesome. You know what we should do at the CBAs is take the worst voice acting moment from all times, and that is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> and that opening section and just have Elias revoice it, you know, and say, what is a man, a miserable pile That's of awesome. secrets? Instead of having it sound like some accountant who's reading this in a closet. That is somewhere. awesome. We are uh, having a production meeting legally, in our podcast right now. Can we legally right do that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can do that. Well, we can do it. I mean, we, well, I don't think. I have a question for you, Elias, and this is in no. case I'm thinking about shifting gears in my own career. Right. Uh, we were, Vic and I are, you know, we're super famous in Vancouver. We're always at the penthouses doing all kinds of drugs all night long, every night. And we're right. friends with lots of actors and actors all the time come up to us and they say, we want to do voiceover work. This is true. You know this is oh, true. true. Yeah. How do you? How does one? How do you break through? How do you cross over going from being an actor and then getting work like you've gotten in video games? It's. I mean, I. It's tricky because in the in the in the, every voiceover world in every city, you know, uh, be it Toronto or Vancouver or even Los Angeles, is there's a um, kind of a circle of actors that are used over and over again, and to get into that circle is very difficult but i mean with me it was like i was auditioning for cartoons and doing all these kooky voices and then somebody had said to me while i was asking for direction at one point somebody said you know what you should just do some characters in your normal voice and i didn't even it didn't even occur to me i was i thought well character acting is doing crazy voices and yeah things like and then uh suddenly i started doing very somber and serious radio commercials and that just led into uh into just more and more auditions and then also i mean i think it helps with video games that i'm a gamer so when i got into the room and it was 
All right, now we're doing four pages of yelling uh, grenade. <laughs> four pages of yelling get down or to the left. <laughs> like, oh, I know exactly what is happening here. And a lot of people who would come in didn't know. So it actually, now it's a little different because the games have become so prevalent, uh, especially in Canada in terms of auditioning actors. But um, I don't know, I just kind of broke in. I kind of fell, fell into, I always wanted to do voice acting, but I kind of fell into the video game thing uh, unexpectedly. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. Well, tell us about uh, Deus Ex, because this, you know, obviously huge hit, fantastic game. Coming to the Wii U. And it is, yeah. we just announced today that it's coming to the Wii U on the show, which is kind of cool. So a whole bunch of new people are going to be exposed to Deus Ex and, and, uh, and your Adam Jensen. All 600 Wii U owners. But uh, <laughs> uh, how did uh, the development on the game go? And, and what, what did they do to sort of get your performance? Like how much work went into it from your perspective to create that character? Uh, it's, it's interesting playing the game because... Um, the game, the game took about four years to, to record. Yeah. Wow. And it was, um, I mean, not every day, of course, but so like... So your balls dropped halfway through. Yeah, you know, yeah. I matured. I became a man halfway through. <laughs> no, but it, in, all, in all honesty, if you listen to the game, if, when I watch it, I can tell what parts I recorded, because we didn't do it in sequence. I could tell what parts I recorded in the first few months. Yeah. And what parts I recorded near the end of the four years. <laughs> because, not because my voice got deeper, I just, the, my performance was honed. And I hated, I actually, there are parts where I'm like, I don't even want, I want to skip over this part. Yeah. Because I can't. So if there ever was, and I hope there is, and if there ever was a sequel, I would know exactly Jensen from the beginning. Whereas in the game, the first one, it's like, I can tell when I just didn't have him yet. And then I had him near the end. But it took a long time. I mean, think about it. It's every character you meet, I have dialogue with. Every, yeah. Wow. Then, you're and, and you're in every frame. It's you. It really is, yeah. You, and then branches and, off of everything. Yeah, and you, so, and we are you, which is great. So you have to be there. We have to be in your head, and we have to we have to uh, follow along all the way. How did it go working with Idos Montreal? Because this was their first game, and they had a lot to prove. And and uh, I think uh, they started off independent, and then along the way, Square Enix bought Idos. I don't I, I don't know yeah. if they were funded from Square all the way along, but that must have changed some things as well. Talk about working with uh, with uh, Idos Montreal. Well, it didn't, the, the acquisition by Square Enix didn't change anything uh, for me, at least to my knowledge. They mm -hmm. didn't, nobody said anything about my performance changing or anything like that. I think the first year and a half, it was just Idos, and then eventually I'd heard. Like, they really don't tell the actors anything. Yeah. I just I just got there, and I kept doing my job, and then somebody said, did you hear Square Enix? But I'm like, really? Okay. doesn't change anything for me. But um, they had given me... Uh, character references, guys like Clint Eastwood, and and I had played the original game, and also I had it in my head, kind of like a couple of things that I wanted to kind of tribute the original J.C. Denton and his kind of monotone delivery, yeah, with, without getting boring. I hope, mm -hmm. and also I knew that um, because you're playing Jensen, I, I kind of wanted it to be that the player can imprint his own image on Jensen, so I kept him very straight in terms of how I. Like, uh, to be honest, there were some things where I watch and he, Jensen's getting very emotional and I'm looking at him like, well, he's kind of emotional. He's not really, if I had played it on film, it would have been much different or if I played a different character, but because it was Jensen and I wanted the player to imprint themselves on the character, I played everything kind of very straight. Um, and Ados didn't have a problem with that. Ados was, was very supportive. Uh, they were there, uh, the writer, Mary and director Simon and the sound director Steven they were all they were all there every time I had a question 
yeah. they were there for me. And it was really, it was a great experience. I, I mean, I, it would be a very tough job and it could have gone wrong in so many different ways. You know, like we are with your character for the whole thing. And uh, that can exhaust people. And if you're, you're playing a character that you just don't like in another game. Uh, but that is absolutely, it's, you know, it works perfectly within the confines of uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Were they just calling you every month or what were they doing? Like, you, you, it's for Pretty you. much. Yeah, so. yeah, it was pretty much that. It was pretty much, uh, we're going to need you again in a couple of weeks. We're going to need you when we finish this section. And then I'd come in sometime. And plus, you know, talking, you go into the booth and you do uh, like four hour sessions. And talking for four hours straight for four days for four days straight yeah actually doesn't really work so they they broke it up got by the end i'd be like how's this <laughs> <laughs> so they broke it up for me and they would do like two it, weeks here two isn't weeks it kind of a, a lonely kind of job too i mean it's it's just you right by your i mean you're usually there's no one there for you to play off of well that's a great thing that ados did that most video game companies don't do although like i said now that's changing because of the the uh, performance capture stuff we're doing everything together like a film but with deus ex the great thing about ados is they tried their best to get everybody in with me uh as often as they could that's great so there were definitely times where it was just me and you know i'd either hear somebody else's recording that they had previously done or uh i would guess their performance or they'd have to match their performance to mine but a lot of times especially with serif and um yeah and things like that they would uh, and and Malik and stuff, they would get us in the room together. Yeah, because that's a very wordy game. It's a very story-driven yeah. game. It's important, and it's great that Idos recognized that. That's awesome. And true story, my wife who plays Megan and I had, Michelle, had a, <laughs> had a fight the day we had to go in and record the fight. Oh, love. It was oh, really love. funny. That's love. And we went in, we're like, all right, let's just use it. Oh, that's great. You know, I was on the internet uh, what, yesterday or the day before, and I read the story about Tom Bissell writing the script for Gears of War Judgment, the guy who wrote the yeah, script. Yeah. And one of the things that, that stuck in my mind was the fact that they don't use Microsoft Word or any script writing kind of tool. They use an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, wow. And that really, they yeah. just fill in little blanks here and there for little things that you're supposed to say. And and being someone who, who does work as an actor too, uh, that must have been like that kind of, even, even something as seemingly trivial as that, that, that has to be kind of jarring to walk in and be handed a, an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, it depends what game. Like, they didn't do that with Deus Ex. Deus Ex was written like a film script. Okay. Um, because it's so wordy. But, you know, when I went and did, let's say, Rainbow Six, uh, yeah, you'd have your monologues, but then everything else is in a spreadsheet. And it's, all right, today, like I said, today we're doing uh, you falling. So it's like four hours of me going like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and they're all written in spreadsheet form. And, yeah, you know, you're not, you, there's only so much you can do as an actor to, to bring it's like it's not like you sit there and go all right let me think about me falling for a minute you know you just go in and you do it and you hope that it sounds okay but it is yeah and the assassin's creed games are all of them uh save for the main character all of them are in a spreadsheet form and you just go in and you're like what is this it's an escort mission all right so here's this here's this here's this here's right. this and you just go and do it now, I know you were at the uh, CBAs last year, the, t the 2012 version. This is the 2013 version, obviously. David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake, he killed it last year. Hey, he was great. What are you planning to do to top that? Uh, I'm actually planning to kill David Hayter <laughs> <laughs> on stage. Okay. Oh, good. David Hayter will die good. at the CBAs. Good, good ratings. Good ratings coming yeah. out of this show. 
Um, Fireworks, no, I got nudity, some, explosions, uh, pyrotechnics. Yeah, some explosions. <laughs> I have an entire indoor fireworks show. <laughs> that's my that's my opening monologue. I'm so just we'll need a fire crew, and everybody should be ready for to run to the exits at some point I'm in just, the show. I'm just waiting for the one that doesn't light, and I sit there for 30 seconds trying to light. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, no, I got you know I got a lot of. I'm basically going to be making fun of everybody, including myself, and. Um, yeah, we got all. I know I don't give anything away, but we yeah. got all sorts of fun stuff coming up. Yeah, we we uh, yeah, we're we're collaborating right now on some really cool things. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. And I'm coming out to uh, Toronto to do some stuff with you very soon. Oh, I can't yeah. wait for Are that. It's yeah. gonna hang out a little He's bit. Coming to coming to my house. Oh, really? You're gonna yeah. let Vic into your house? Yep. Yeah. You're, You're gonna good. invite him in. Like that's what happens when you you have to invite the vampire in. That's right. <laughs> gonna do something cool. Absolutely. Now, you, tell us about your uh, your screen career a little bit too, because people have been able to watch you in alphas. Uh, and Smallville. What else have you been uh, have you been in and been cooking on? Yeah, you know what's interesting. It's um, in video games. I keep playing for the most part, playing the good guy and the the cool raspy good guy. But on TV, it's I, I think I've played one good guy in my entire career of probably you know sixty something TV appearances. <laughs> it's always the bad guy. So on Alphas, I played a bad guy for the season last season smallville i played three bad guys three separate different that's, bad guys that's nuts how did they frame that i mean how did they bring you back to play three different people this is an episodic serialized show that everybody watched every, every yeah. episode. and how did they do that i didn't they didn't seem to have a problem with it did they change your uh, look around completely or yeah i know I, each one looked different looked different and actually my third one had a had a french accent okay he's a, com a comic he's <laughs> a character from the comics it was really cool who was it it was a character from the Suicide Squad named Emile Lassalle. Okay, yeah. Warp. Right, okay. Warp powers. That's awesome. Uh, um, but yeah, they would, you know, they would wait three years and then they'd call me again and I'd, I'd still have to audition. Yeah. Stuff, but then, uh, you know, I always had a good relationship with the Smallville people. They don't do that on every show. Like I've done almost every show that shoots out here in Toronto and it, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I'm kind of running out of work because I don't, <laughs> I don't have any more shows that I, I can I have do. been shot on every one of yeah. these shows. I but can't I, be shot anymore. Somebody had made me a death reel, like a reel of my deaths. <laughs> it was like four minutes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> what are some of the, the, the cooler ways that they've killed you off on TV? Oh, I've been killed so many ways. Eaten by vampires. I got eaten by a giant, uh, giant sandworm. Yeah. I uh, got eaten by, um, I keep getting eaten. got eaten by this <laughs> bug that came out of my chest and ate me. Uh, Those must be awesome days on set. Stabbed by Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah. Beat yeah. up by Superman, things like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, you, you're from Montreal, but yeah. you work primarily and you live in Toronto, and you've also done a ton of work in Vancouver. Is that your gig? Is that the deal? You're always on the road? Yeah, it's not an easy uh, life, especially when you got a uh, family. I got two kids, and yeah. uh, it's it's tricky. You know, like I'll go to Vancouver for three weeks, and then I'll be in L.A. for three weeks. And I kind of I want to stay in Canada. I really do. Uh, but I can't ever say where I'm going to be next. Yeah. You know, like, uh, for all I know, I could come here to Vancouver, do the CVAs, and on my day off, I'll audition for something, and then I have to stay in Vancouver for six months. Right. Like, you never, ever know. Did you know that, sort of getting into this career? Did you know that you were going to have to have this kind of vagabond life like that? Yeah, and I actually made that decision when I got married. I, my wife and I talked about it, and we said things like, well, look, if we do this we're going to be hermits. We're going to be moving a lot. It's just the way it is. Unless we decide to settle in Los Angeles where 
everybody end, end up settling. I'm just not sure if I want to stop being Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tough choice, isn't it? But if it happens, it happens. I just don't, I don't have a, like I said, concrete plans in my life do not exist. So after all, all these years of, of doing a voiceover work and, and acting jobs and, and, you know, living like a nomad and, and committing yourself to your craft, um, what, what still excites you about all of this stuff? Uh, the, the work when it's good. This is our Barbara Walters moment, by the way. <laughs> right. Are you crying? Uh, I'm glad <laughs> this is starting. Glad no one can see me. Um, the work when it's good is what excites me. When I, when I occasionally get, uh, and I do mean occasionally, when I get something that's challenging as a character, and I look at it and go, oh, this is actually good and enjoyable work, as opposed to when I get, I'm not going to mention characters I've played, but when I get a lot of things that I get, it's like, well, okay, this is very one note yeah. and boring. Those kind of things, you kind of, you're doing it for the money. And you know, it's funny, video games now, the writing has actually become better than most of the television that I do. Wow. It's uh, the character writing. Yeah. Like I just did Blacklist and I had, I uh, played the bad guy who's kind of joined the good guy team in Blacklist. Mm -hmm. Are you spoiling anything? No, no, no. They already talked about all okay, that. Okay, all right. Uh, and everything in it, the dialogue is great. It's fun. It's it's characters, arcs, and things that you don't really get. I've been given directions on TV shows like, um, that was great. I liked all the levels you get. Now just kind of be angry the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a legitimate direction. <laughs> And then, you know, I'll watch the show getting excited because I had brought all this stuff to it. And it's like me yelling for 40 minutes. <laughs> like, oh, great. That's fantastic. <laughs> you are uh, deflating a lot of hopes and dreams right now, my friend. <laughs> a lot of actors are listening to this. So how surreal is it for you to sit down to something like Deus Ex Human Revolution and, you know, play as yourself, play with yeah. yourself, you know? It, Adam Jensen was the first lead character I had played. Uh, so that was, uh, in and of itself, that was really strange, you know, yeah. turn it on and hear me talking and then hear my wife talking and then, Oh, and <laughs> I guess I get shot. And then I go, ah, oh, and then I do it in real life too. And, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I've said this before, but I guess I'm the only person qualified to add lines when I'm playing Deus Ex. That's true. Right. Uh, shut up, Megan. Things like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's so like, that was But when I, when I first started in video games, it was mostly uh, supporting characters and guys that, that I could shoot. So I enjoyed shooting myself, if that was kind of fun. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So the, the award for best character was a new one last year, and your character won. Is that enough in terms of recognition for these characters and the work that actors do? I mean, what would you like to see kind of change and evolve and grow in video games uh, with relation to the performing arts and the actors that are so necessary these days? Um, it's interesting you say that. I was just playing uh, Hitman the other day. Yeah. And I started it, and I noticed that the opening credits, for the first time that I've known, had the actors first. Well, Hater and his his crew in uh, in Metal Gear Solid yeah, on the PlayStation 1 had that. It's I know, but it's so rare, yeah. PlayStation yeah. And they, they get to the point that even with a game like Deus Ex, which is so performance driven, the actors are listed kind of, they're in the end credits and they're only like four minutes into the end credits. Right. Now that's understandable because there's hundreds and hundreds of people who work on these games. Mm -hmm. They all deserve credit. But 
games are kind of driven nowadays by the story, thereby by the actors. So yes, I would like more recognition for the actors. I would lo- I would love it if uh, games started because they're leaning that way anyway. They're they're leaning towards trying to make them more like films. Yep. Uh, I would love it if they did that way. If they did uh, David Hayter starring as Snake in yeah. Metal, you know, uh, things like that. I I don't need that personally. I don't need if there's a Deus Ex two. I don't need Elias Effects as Adam. I don't need that. But I would like. You know, it's just a recognition, right? It's it's like uh, it's tipping the hat saying that you're a part of this whole thing. I I talk about this all the time with Scott. I'm a a former actor, so I I get it. And we play games that are ruined by terrible voice acting all the time. And it's 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 embarrassing. I mean, we we're quoting the dialogue. We're making fun of it when we review it on Reviews in the Run. And the industry has progressed beyond that and it has the capability. I mean, look at the Fallout games and the uh, the Elder Scrolls games. These are triple A actors out there. Liam Neeson was uh, the the voice of the father in in Fallout because his sons uh, wanted or his kids really wanted him to be in a video game. And I think that has got to change. I think this, uh, you know, opportunity for actors has to be there and they have to be I think celebrated a little bit more when they do add to the entertainment value of this content because it's it's so important these days. Yeah, I mean that's one of the main reasons I got onto Twitter and I made a Facebook page and things like that. It's, it, it feels dirty in some sense that I have to pimp myself out and I hate it. Actors have to do it. Yeah. But um, when Adam Jensen became so popular, I said, "Well, you know what, man? Adam Jensen's popular, and half of it has to do with me." Yeah. So I want credit and not only do i want credit for that i want actors to get credit for look at far cry 3 i mean without mando yeah that game that game is half of what it is absolutely and i look at look at the uncharted series with uh nolan yeah with uh, nolan north game doesn't work right yeah or as well and i mean it's it's starting it's starting it's very slowly awards like best new character <laughs> even though i remember when we won best character uh, I kind of snuck up on stage behind the two <laughs> developers and I was like, yeah, I was in this too. Uh, <laughs> I but think, I, I, I don't mind. They work so hard well, on it. And, and it's early so days too. Like I, I think that there's still a, you know, people are still trying to figure out where this is all going and, and uh, how storytelling is going to evolve in the future. And it's, it's fascinating, man. I've been covering this industry for almost 20 years and it feels really uh, incredible to ha- watch this evolution and to be here firsthand and to, and to meet a lot of really, you know, talented actors that contribute to games as well as all the, you know, the artists and programmers and, and designers that build all of this stuff as well. Yeah. It's, it's a big business when you're talking about these AAA titles and you're talking about hundreds of people collaborating to build something like this. And it's, it's exciting to see this evolution and to have been here all this time to see it change and grow like this. It's really cool. Really cool. You know, Elias, uh, I know that you, you know, you, you've uh, been successful for a long time now. And uh, uh, I know sometimes with celebrity, you get certain perks. Uh, I heard that there was a rumor going around that some celebrities were receiving, you know, like a special box set of season three of Game of Thrones, you know, in advance <laughs> of the season coming out. Did you receive that? No, I did are, not. <laughs> are you enjoying your PlayStation 4? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually got some of the PlayStation 5 parts that they made. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you get any perks? Uh, I mean, did you get, get your copy of Hitman for free because it's an IDOS title? Uh, no. Uh, IDOS did give me a, a Deus Ex copy for free. <laughs> but uh, I, I did Thanks have to for ask for it. <laughs> oh. 
um, but no, Ubisoft's been great with me since I work with them very often. Though, uh, very often ship me ship me part of the games that are coming out and things like that. And they're doing actually something I know with Blacklist because I'm working so close with marketing now. They're starting to do that. You know, they want like they want all of the actors to be at this convention, and they want to say these are the actors from. Splinter Cell Blacklist. They want all the actors to be on in this magazine. They want like they're trying to push it like we were talking about, which is great to see. Yeah. You know, because then everybody gets uh, a lot of credit. It's yeah, I mean, you're building these characters, man. It's it's a big part of it. And talk about the uh, the performance capture here for a little bit. It, I'm I'm really curious like when you were starting out as an actor, if you ever thought that that would be a part of your job description, that you would have to put on a motion uh, tracking suit and uh, perform in these little green screen rooms. And I mean, was that something that you thought was inevitable for your career? Well, oh, I didn't know. I, when I found out that what it was, when I saw that it existed, I remember thinking, I, I could, that might be fun. In fact, I remember doing Rainbow Six uh, Vegas 2. That was one of my first video games I had done. Yeah, that was an awesome and, game. Uh, yeah, I love that game. And um, they had me watch the designers motion capturing the characters. Right. And I remember thinking, you guys should get the actors to do this. Like, really, I don't know why you guys are doing this. And eventually that's what happened. I remember seeing that and going, you know what, I'll go do this. Like, just let me know exactly how to put on the suit and I'll do it. And then once I uh, discovered it with Assassin's Creed and uh, the previous Splinter Cell and a couple other uh, games, Deus Ex and things like that. Uh, when you're in that suit, you start, everything is going so fast in terms of technology yeah. that one game already is a better experience in terms of how you're making it than the other. Right. Uh, like I can use the two Splinter Cells with, with Conviction. Uh, we had done a lot of... Uh, performance cap a motion capture i should say but then i had to match my voice to my own performance if you see what i'm saying like i had to yep. watch what i had previously done and then like match my voice. you're in a dub room exactly yeah but with with blacklist everything is captured at the same time it's exactly like the those behind the scenes you see of avatar or uh the Unch hobbit and i think uncharted has been doing that as well yeah with face, yeah. face capture and all the whole thing yeah. So I'm looking and, at your. Uh, oh, sorry, buddy. Go no, it's okay. You guys, things like LA Noir, things like that. That's what I was saying. They're they're all. Everything is expanding, expanding, expanding. So whatever game I do next that has uh, performance capture, I'm curious to see what the hell they're going to do with it. I mean, these games are obviously going to be not just you know casual employment for actors. They're going to be a big part of their future. And I'm wondering if schools, and I, I don't know if you teach or if you talk with teachers still or any of that stuff or workshop or whatever, is there, is there education that's, that's sort of uh, coming up for, for up and coming actors? Because I, I would imagine it's incredibly intimidating the first time that you encounter any of this technology if you're not used to it. Yeah, you know, we were, I just had a um, conference with our actors union. We, they asked me to come in and, and talk about uh, doing performance capture and things like that. And uh, one of the things we talked about was figuring out a way to add it to uh, acting classes. The thing of it is that right now it's kind of localized. So it, it's a, a lot of it is done in Montreal. Yeah. So at, at this point, after the years, like every actor in Montreal knows about performance capture. Okay. Uh, there's a big studio, Ubisoft studio that just opened in Toronto. And obviously there's, there's a good amount in, in Vancouver. But every time I work on something, it's something like my seventh or eighth time on a 
mocap stage for a game, there's somebody who comes in going, I have, what the hell is this? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then you have to explain things like, don't let your balls stick on my balls and things like that. <laughs> I and, think that's, that's a good philosophy all the time. Yeah, just for, things like just that. for yeah. life. That's yeah. A good yeah, yeah, pretty much. So uh, Elias, I'm looking at your contract here. We got some of the writers, you know, and last year, Hater, he needed, you know, his dressing room to be a certain size. And I think we can also accommodate you in, in this front as well. But he also needed uh, two five-gallon pails of applesauce and unlimited Snuggies. Uh, those were his requirements. Do you have anything specific that you want us to have ready for you when you get here? Cold cuts or? I'm kind of a I'm a kind of a cliche guy. I like uh, the M and M's, but only the red M and M's. Okay, only the red ones. I'll eat all yes, the other ones. Yes. The cancerous ones. Yes. Yes. You okay. have to leave the cancerous M and M's. And. Uh, <laughs> a strew of women, please. Okay. Just for women. me, and then a strew of women for my wife. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. That's, that's nice. That's, nice. that's very hey, sweet. Hey, uh, Is it Mother's you, Day? Do you speak to um, your kid in the Adam Jensen voice? Your little, well, your daughter? You know what? Somebody, I was, somebody pointed out to me the other day on YouTube, there's actually an argument going on as to whether or not I put on the voice or if it's, uh, if it's actually my voice. And it's like... I didn't actually put it on. Like I didn't go in there and say, okay, now I'm going to, it's just when I talk in a normal lower tone, yeah. I sound like Adam Jensen. When I start <laughs> screaming, my voice goes higher and Adam Jensen never screams. So my voice as Adam Jensen is maybe a little bit husher or, or darker than my normal tone. Okay. But can you uh, sing so, us a lullaby in Adam Jensen voice just so I can hear what your kid hears? No, my kid freaks out and then runs out of the room. Is that bad? <laughs> no, that's good parenting, I think. That's good. It's, my kid freaks out and runs out of the room. That's good. Daddy scares me is what I hear very often. So when, it, when are the CV, are they, the CVAs are when? April? April 20th. April 20th. Okay. Yes, we're only promoting it every day on both of our shows. Okay. Uh, thanks I'm for sure. paying attention. I've said that multiple times. Yeah. Sorry, he, doesn't, he didn't even remember I was there last year. How much are tickets? I have no idea, actually. We don't handle oh, okay. any of that stuff. We just, we produce the, the performance. We work with Elias. We come up with some jokes and then we leave. We pack up our gear and get out. Right, actually, right. no, we're not because we're going to all be at uh, Fan Expo for the weekend and I can't wait to meet everybody in Fan Expo Vancouver. So, Elias, I don't have any more questions for you. Do you have any, Vic? Uh, no. Do you have any questions for us, Elias? Um, when are you going to clean this place? <laughs> No, no, no. We uh, actually, we, I do have one more question. Okay, what's that? Will you that? give, uh, Elias, since you're parked out front, will you give Vic's mom a ride to Target? Yeah. Target. Uh, it's on, it's kind of on the way back to the, <laughs> back to the hotel. Uh, mom, no, I'm going to ride to Target. <laughs> Is that good? You're, you're okay with that? I'm good. I'm good with that, man. All I'm right. Good. You're the best. All right. She's we'll, a sweet lady. We'll see you at the CVAs, my friend. All right, guys. See Thanks you soon. Elias. Thanks for coming to the right. basement. Bye, buddy. All right. See you later. That is a good dude. Yeah, I like him very yeah. much. He's uh, he's he's a sweetheart. I can't wait to meet him in person again. Yeah, for, for the second time. And maybe you'll remember it this time. Well, yeah. I kind of remember a guy backstage at the CVAs last year introducing himself as Elias, but I thought for sure he was a, he was a fake. Right. Yeah. He has that sort of uh, spy slash robot quality. I can't believe that's his real voice. That's pretty amazing. I thought for it? sure that was his Adam Jensen voice, and I kept waiting for the real Elias voice to emerge, and it, it never did. Maybe he's had it augmented. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. You know, and that's the thing I kept thinking about playing uh, Human Revolution is this guy, look, he could have been a dick character. He's got yeah. stu a stupid jacket on, a duster, yeah. he's got sunglasses. He's and, Joe Cool. But he's totally human, and yeah. you have to give Elias... 
hundred percent of the credit. Well, it's for the same thing. Him. Yeah, totally. It's the same thing with uh, Eric and and uh, Cole McGrath and Infamous Two and and David in uh, in you, you, with Solid Snake. These are characters. They're they're kind of types, you know. But the actors terrible. and the yeah. performers and the uh, the script writing. Uh, transcends all of that and you actually care about them you know especially you you get to the ends of some of these games and they're it's such crazy drama and and they've gone through hell and you want them to succeed and you're in there with them i mean you're playing as these characters but you want you want them to triumph you know and that's that the credit has to go back to the performers they're great there are lots of cool aspects to getting to do this job every day and one is that we get to uh, spend a few days in a row with Elias in yeah, April. I, I can't wait. I know. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Had a blast today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stitcher! We are on Stitcher. We are on iTunes. Is there a website where they can buy tickets for the CBAs? Yeah, CanadianVideoGameAwards.com. That's where you go. Okay. It's a long URL, but it is exactly Canadian what it is. Video Game Award. Can we, buy, can we get an even longer URL? Can uh, we see if there's one available? You can buy tickets, tickets here. To the Canadian Video Game Awards. Hosted by Elias to Texas. If you go to, to this, this website, website dot com. com. Yep. That'd so be awesome. Punch, punch <laughs> that in. Somebody's punch that into your, uh, that your browser <laughs> and, uh, and live it up. Yeah, that got weird at the end. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. So long.